what road are you on? Where are you headed? And once we chart that course and make sure we understand where you're headed, then we can see, are there things that we need to adjust or can adjust that make that road easier or better? Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. It's another Your Retirement Elevated podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the KC metro area, but also clients all across the country. You can find us online and listen to past episodes of the show by going to listentoscott.com. We're tapping into Scott's 18-plus years of experience in the financial world. Scott, I feel like I've been saying 18 years plus for a while now. Can I make that 19? Have you passed that? Uh, actually, version? you can. It, okay, it is official. It is official. We are yes. actually 19 years of uh, experience at this point before you, I, I really could just start saying two decades, you know, but we can save you another year if that makes you feel too old. It does. I need <laughs> all the help I can get. <laughs> all right. We'll hold off one more year before we start counting you by decades instead of years. Um, That's good. That's yeah, good. Fantastic. Well, we got a good show on tap for today. We're talking about the topic that everybody loves to talk about, Scott. COVID-19, coronavirus. Um, seems like in even if we don't put that in the title of a show, it makes its way into the conversation in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but we're looking at this, uh, th- this kind of concept, this idea that uh, you authored and actually penned an article on this that appeared in Kiplinger. Um, COVID-19 adds even more incentive to future-proof your retirement with a Roth. So you're looking at this opportunity or the situation that we're in right now is just even more reason for leveraging the power of the Roth. Is that the idea? Definitely. And I think from a broader perspective, I wrote a much lengthier article uh, that submitted to Kiplinger and it it got cut down to this. But really what I think we need to do is first understand the opportunity we have in front of us to do some pretty big tax planning between now and January 1, 2026. And number two is really need to understand what are all the tools that are available to us. Because uh, there are a handful of things, you know, besides a Roth, you know, Roth is a great one. Uh, they plug this in there because that's the most common one. Uh, but I think it, the thing that I want people to take away from today is right now, unless something changes, we've got between now and 2026 to make some big tax moves if it's appropriate. And then once we figure out, well, how much can we or should we transition from tax deferred to tax favored, uh, then you need to decide, well, inside of that tax favored bucket, where should we put it? Because we do have, say, a handful of choices to make once we have gone through that due diligence. So what is the the big takeaway for why you think uh, we need to future-proof retirements with a Roth and why COVID-19 has really made this even more urgent now? Well, I definitely don't make a living being a prognosticator. Uh, but I just have to look at the math and the situation that we're in. And so if you're like me and the listeners, uh, if you feel like taxes may be higher in the future because of our fiscal irresponsibility, um, if you already had that thought or feeling prior to the pandemic, my assumption is that sense of urgency has heightened because of the pretty big stimulus bills uh, that have one that's been passed and obviously one that's being fought about uh, right now uh, would be a few more trillion dollars with a T 
added to the national debt. So I think as we, prior to this, we were an, an aging economy. Um, we have much fewer people paying into the system of Social Security, much more as we age, much more people taking out and, you know, taking advantage of those uh really those programs that they paid all their lives for, you know, that means Social Security and Medicare. And that puts a pretty large uh, fiscal stress on our overall plan, the federal budget. And then you add on top of that some pretty massive uh, stimulus bills uh, to kind of keep things going through the pandemic uh, and try to make it more of a V recovery. Those dollars are going to have to be accounted for at some point. And I just don't know when that is, but my assumption is uh, that probably moves that time frame closer to us rather than further away due to all the massive stimulus packages. So looking at this, Scott, you know, it seems like without COVID, we were already heading in this direction and COVID has just given us even even more reasons. It's just amplified all of the previous questions about Social Security, the previous questions about, you know, the the national debt and all of these other factors that go into, you know, taxes being such a large concern for anybody preparing for retirement. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, I'm not a gloom and doom person. I'm not saying they're, you know, Social Security is not going away. Uh, Medicare is not going away nothing like that. And there's a lot of that rhetoric being tossed around out there. But I think it, it really comes down to the appetite for revenue is increasing, not decreasing from by the federal government. So they've got to find ways uh, to raise revenue. And most of the time, they're going to try to do those things in ways that aren't labeled as increasing your taxes. <laughs> okay. So a perfect example would be the Secure Act that came out first of this year. We've talked about it on the podcast. It in essence, closed a pretty viable loophole in the system that allowed IRA owners to pass on those tax-deferred assets to their beneficiaries and let those beneficiaries stretch those accounts out over their lifetime. So spreading that tax burden. You know, they've, they've effectively closed that loophole. So now, instead of taking a lifetime to empty out an inherited IRA, they've, that's got to happen within a 10-year window. And so what happens in that account, you know, it's, it's an account that has a tax liability to it. And that tax liability does not end when someone inherits that IRA 401k. And so the person that receives it has to satisfy that. And I think the, the irony, if you think, if you look at kind of the big picture, think somebody like Dave Ramsey, for example, he talks a lot about getting out of debt. And I think that's a great thing. And most of our clients are out of debt debt when it comes to mortgages, credit cards, student loans, all those things. You know, they're out of that debt, but there is still a large debt called taxation, which is embedded inside of that IRA or 401k. Because if we've got a million dollars in your Fidelity account and it's an IRA, can you spend a million dollars? Well, no, because you've got to be able to access those funds. It's got to go through something called a tax transition. I mean, it's got to come out of that IRA or 401k. It's going to show up on your 1040 as income, and you're going to owe taxes to the federal government, potentially your state government, depending where you live, in accordance with your ordinary income tax rates. So a million dollars is not 
a spendable million dollars. It's probably closer to 800,000, 700,000, depending after we satisfy the taxes. So that's why I think when we, we talk about big picture tax increases down the road, uh, why would we, why would the government want to focus on these tax deferred accounts, your retirement accounts? Well, the irony is we've got about a $26 trillion debt and we've got about $25 trillion saved in IRAs and 401ks. Say, uh, so, <laughs> big, big burden, big burden, B- big burden. And the, the irony is that, uh, you know, there's an earmark there where they could, they could raise a lot of taxes on those dollars. I'm thinking of the, uh, what was it? The bare naked lady song. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. Well, I feel like they need to add a line to that song now of, if I had a million dollars, I'd owe a lot of taxes. <laughs> so true. Could we close the show with that song? Could we? Could we get some royalty-free uh, playing of that? Yeah, I wish. I wish we could throw that yeah. in there. We, we might get the podcast banned, though. Unfortunately, we don't they, want that. We don't want that. They uh, unfortunately they won't let us have any fun, Scott. They want to be paid for every every usage of their of their songs these days. But goodness, uh, that would be a great. We can sing it ourselves if you want, Scott. But that may that may get the show shut down as well. I don't know. It, if you hear me <laughs> sing, that would be bad. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be an unfortunate thing for all of us, but uh, we'll, we'll withhold maybe doing that. Uh, so what what can be done? I mean, it's not necessarily realistic, right, to just stop contributing to 401ks and to these accounts that leave us at risk? Uh, definitely not. So I, I think, what, again, you've got to take stock of where you are. Uh, what road are you on? We always have talked about a lot inside of our firm. What road are you on? Where are you headed? And once we chart that course and make sure we understand where you're headed, then we can see... Are there things that we need to adjust or can adjust that make that road easier or better? So when we talk about two phases, if you're still working, you're in what's called the contribution phase. So you may want to look to see, does it make sense to fund a Roth IRA? Do you have access to a Roth 401k at your job site? Uh, and begin that you're in your still in your contribution years, you're actively saving, you're actively working and trying to put money away. So when you do retire, that money can take care of you. So if you're in that, you know, contribution phase, look at maximizing you know, your Roth IRA, your Roth 401k, and you know, make sure you're doing all you can there. If you're in that distribution phase, which means you're living off of your assets, uh, you may want to consider conversions. And conversions are moving from a tax-deferred situation to a tax-free or tax-favored situation. What would be an example of that? Let's say you've saved your money, you've got a traditional IRA, and now you're moving some of those dollars from the traditional IRA to the Roth IRA. Well, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to pay the toll or the tax to get it over there? I want to move those dollars over because, number one, we are in the lowest tax rates that we've seen in a long time. Uh, number two, we feel like taxes are going to be higher in the future. Three, all that growth inside of there plus the principal is going to be tax-free going forward, which means if tax rates double, well, zero, two times zero is still zero. Right. So that's powerful. So we, we may want to look to see, can we get money over there? And finally, once we reach 72, and if you have money in a Roth IRA, there's no required minimum distribution for the owner. 
uh, unlike a traditional IRA at 72, you've got to start taking money out. And that's going to show up on your tax return. And depending on your situation, if that's added to your Social Security income, and if you're lucky enough to have a pension, that means that taxes are going to go up on all those income sources, plus you're going to pay taxes on the withdrawal from the IRA or slash 401k. So those are some of the reasons why when you're contributing, you may want to to put money into those tax-favored or tax-free assets. Uh, when you're retired or in that distribution phase, we may want to look at can we move money to the right into more tax-favored or you know tax-free instruments. Like I said, most commonly, uh, Roth IRA would be some one that everyone would know about. Yeah, and it seems like these things take a little bit of work, a little bit of thought, because you've got to kind of make sure that all of this works with the rest of your financial plan. Because it's you know certainly when you make one of these kinds of changes or include one of these different accounts in your plan, it could have additional ramifications on some of your other investments, right? So it's good to make sure you look at these things as part of the whole picture, not just in a vacuum. Absolutely. And this is a very comprehensive planning approach that we use. Uh, you know, we are we are looking at this from every angle because there's always consequences to transitioning money from one tax bucket to another. And we want to make sure that there's no surprises uh, when we're, we're doing that. So we, we need to look at everyone's personal situation and we need to help them determine, number one, does it make sense to do some tax planning? And if the answer is yes, then how much can we move over per year and you know keep tax bracket integrity? I mean, we don't want to jump too high. And that final step is, well, once we are going to move it to that tax-favored or tax-free bucket, where do we put it? And that's example. Do we put that into you know a Roth IRA? And that can be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, uh, those can be certain types of annuities can go into a Roth IRA. The other combination that's actually growing with a quite a bit of popularity, and a lot of that's due to Dave McKnight and his power of zero concept, is that uh, life insurance retirement plan, which is called LIRP or LERP for short. Um, again, it's not going to be for everyone, uh, but I can tell you that our clients are concerned about making sure that, A, they don't run out of money. They want to make sure they pay their fair share of taxes, but not more than they need to. And they want to remain independent in the face of long-term care. And that LERP, Life Insurance Retirement Plan, for some people can be a way to move money into that tax-free bucket. It can allow us to take money out tax-free if you take it out via loans in the proper way. It allows us to access the death benefit while you're alive. It's called a, a living benefit, meaning if we've got a $400,000 death benefit and you need 200000 in that while you're alive for long-term care, or they're going to give that to you tax-free while you're alive. Well, what does that do to the $400,000 death benefit? Well, it 200, 400 minus 200, excuse me, you end up with 200,000. So in essence, what did you do? You took some money, you put it in a bucket and you took money out of that bucket tax-free for long-term care and whatever's left over, it goes to the beneficiaries, which can also do further tax planning. So again, it's not for everyone, but if someone is looking for a place to put a small amount of their resources, to do multiple jobs, that could be part of the planning, part of the conversation. 
two things. LERP, still my favorite financial term of all time. And uh, number two, if somebody wants to hear more of that uh, conversation that you've had already in the past with David McKnight, he was a special guest here on the program talking about some tax planning opportunities. Lots of good nuggets in that interview. If you want to go check it out, it was uh, just a couple of months ago, back at the beginning of May, if you're hunting through whatever app you use to listen to the show or on the website. Uh, Back on May 7th, we posted that show. It's also listed as episode number 40 in certain apps. So go check that out. That's Tax Planning Opportunities with special guest David McKnight, if you want to get some more information. And we'll link back to that episode in the show notes of today's show as well. So just check there and we'll put a link to that previous episode. Uh, Super helpful information, Scott. Any other final thoughts on how COVID-19, the changes that we see coming down the pike, maybe the ones that we're not sure that will come to fruition might impact uh, the tax situation going forward? Just remember, we always need to have a plan that works in any economic outcome, whether the market's straight up, market's straight down or is volatile somewhere in between. And so we're always refining our plans to make sure we're accounting for, you know, what's going on in today's world. We don't make a lot of big changes, you know, in our plans unless it's warranted. The idea of moving from tax deferred to tax free, that's just trying to enhance the plan and everything that we do to enhance the plan is simply to give you a higher level of confidence and certainty that a your money's going to last as long as you do and you're going to pay your fair share but not more than the amount of taxes you owe and in the face of some medical or long-term care situation your plan accounts for that and we've got resources set aside for it so i would just leave you with that you know the pandemic corona that came out of the blue kind of a black swan event but we have not dramatically changed our clients' plans. We've made tweaks along the way, and we'll continue to do so to stay on top of things and to make sure that, again, we're on the right road and we've got a high probability of success. If you want to get in touch with Scott or have any questions about your own financial plan, moves or decisions, choices, things that you should do in the future, certainly reach out when it's convenient for you. 913 393 4724 is the number to call. And you can always go online to listentoscott.com for more information and to get in touch. Listentoscott.com. And we'll put links and uh, contact info in the description of today's show, as always, so it's easy to find a way to get in touch if you have anything on your mind that you want to talk through with Scott. Hey, Scott, we appreciate the show this week and for your helpful guidance and info. And uh, we'll put this on the agenda to talk some more about these kinds of things next time around here on the podcast. Sounds great. All right. Thanks so much. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. Thank you for tuning into the show today. We'll talk to you again soon right back here on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.